that was sound and music from LA 2015's YouTube channel underscoring the 2015 Special Olympics World Games. You're listening to the latest edition of ATR Radio. I'm Nicole Bennett. Los Angeles is still buzzing with excitement over the opening of the 2015 Special Olympics World Games, but could the city soon be buzzing over a bid for the 2024 Summer Olympics? It's a question I asked David Simon, president of the LA Sports Council on Monday as he moved between venues at the Special Olympics World Games. Simon has been active in international sports since 1977 when he became involved in LA's bid to host the 1984 Olympic Games. He also served as president of the LA 2012 and 2016 bid committees. In a joint statement, as we all now know, from the USOC and Boston 2024 released on July 27th, the two groups said the time was right to withdraw the bid from the Massachusetts city. The U.S. Olympic Committee must submit a letter of intent to the IOC before September 15th in order to bid for the 2024 Olympics. On Monday, Simon told Around the Rings that right now most L.A. leaders are deferring to a statement issued by Mayor Eric Garcetti. While the mayor's office has not spoken to members of the USOC, he did say he continues to believe that Los Angeles is the ideal Olympic city. In his statement, he added, we have always supported the USOC in their effort to return the games to the U.S. and said he'd be happy to engage in discussions with the USOC about how to present the strongest and most fiscally responsible bid on behalf of our city and nation. Simon weighed in on Garcetti's statement, the USOC's decision in the 2024 bid race, and also the pizzazz he says only L.A. can bring to an event like the Special Olympics World Games. Well, I think the fact that it's, it's Hollywood uh, you know, and we're able to, um, you know, give some extra pizzazz in terms of celebrities. You know, again, during the opening ceremony, um, many, if not most of the delegations had a well-known singer, actor, uh, you know, musician, whatever, marching in with the various delegations, you know. So I saw, for example, you know, Colin Farrell marching in with the Irish team and, uh, um, uh, I know Michael Phelps was there. I can't remember if he marched in with um, with one of the teams, but uh, you know that's that's something that certainly is, uh, I would say, very LA. Uh, so we definitely have tried to give an LA uh, spin to the events. Um, but certainly the Coliseum, as the site for the ceremony, uh, is unique. Um, Athens used their 1896 Olympic Stadium for the opening ceremony of their World Games four years ago, uh, and that was very well done. Um, but I, I like to think that the Coliseum is the only stadium to have hosted two Olympic opening ceremonies. You know, certainly is a unique backdrop for World Games. And for those of us who were there in the Coliseum back in 84, you know, it was impossible to attend the opening ceremony the other night without thinking of the Olympics. What do you think so far? Have there been any um, major concerns, or is everything running pretty smoothly? As far as I know, you know, since the games opened, uh, things have been running very smoothly. You know, there there was that one uh, transportation issue uh, before the game started. Uh, everything seems to have gone smoothly since then. And was that maybe was that the opening ceremony, or was that even before the ceremony? No, uh, no, a few days before there was a uh, an incident caused by some flights arriving late uh, and some buses some buses that didn't show up. Uh, but everybody's adjusted since then, and we haven't had any, any major issues that I'm aware of. In fact, it's been, it's been uh, going great. I've been to several of the venues myself, and 
uh, everything seems to be going like clockwork. And I know you worked with LA when they bid for the 1984 Olympic Games. And I guess just having that kind of perspective and experience, what makes the Special Olympics or planning for a Special Olympic World Games different than planning for an actual Olympic Games? Well, for one thing, um, uh, it's, it's more of a humanitarian event than a sporting event. It, it is, of course, a sporting event with 6,500 athletes are here in town, but uh, these are uh, not elite athletes that compete for Olympic medals. These are people who have, a, you know, they're, they're not professionals, uh, and they're people with um, disabilities, intellectual disabilities, who are competing just as hard as professional athletes do, but without the, without the hype, as it were. So they're inspiring in a different way than regular athletes, but I, it's the humanitarian aspect of this event that I think distinguishes it. And the, the motto of the event, the informal motto, has been acceptance through uh, awareness uh, and inclusion. You know, uh, acceptance of people with intellectual disabilities is what drives the movement. So. The Special Olympics uses the word Olympics. They have permission from the IOC to do that, but it's a much smaller event than an Olympics, uh, to say, you know, to say the least. I mean, the budget is, you know, a tiny fraction of what an Olympic budget is. It's still a, still a significant outlay, and it's a challenge for the community to raise the money. But you know, we did it, and we've had a great staff that's uh, putting on a great show. You know, of course, it's a humanitarian event. But as a sporting event, it doesn't emphasize nationalism in the same way that the Olympics do. So there are no national flags as part of the ceremonies. And when they award medals to the winners, they don't play the national anthem for the gold medal. Uh, it's, they certainly emphasize the fact that everybody who's there is there as a representative of their country. And as you may have seen if you watched any of the opening ceremony, uh, they come in behind uh, you know, a card bearer with the name of the country. Um, so it's not, you know, it's not as if there are no countries acknowledged, but it's not about, you know, the flag waving and the nationalism. And and I've noticed, too, a lot of the athletes, um, I know I was going to ask you this, but I, I wanted kind of a firsthand perspective. So there's there are individual events, and then I've noticed at open water swimming and, um the other uh, at golf today, I was at the um, event there in Griffith Park. Um, they have a unified event. So what is that exactly? Yeah, the concept of the unified events is that in a unified event, uh, an intellectually disabled athlete is paired with an able-bodied athlete. And, and the, the unified teams consist of you know, the, the Special Olympics athletes who are here, but they might be paired with a celebrity. You know, they might be paired with, you know, like some of the Olympians who come, like Michelle Kwan, Apollo Ono, and, and others like that. They're here, you know, one of the things they'll do during the week is to compete in a unified team event. But the other unified teams could be just local volunteers who wanted to participate, and this would be their way of, you know, being a volunteer for the Games almost is to compete as part of a unified team. So I have to ask, I know you and I already touched on this, and you've said um, for now a lot of L.A. leaders are deferring to the statement that Mayor Garcetti put out earlier today, but um, what what at all can you offer in terms of perspective on 
LA and and whether the city will be in the running to bid for the 2024 Olympics now? Well, I would first say it's uh, it's really unfortunate uh, for the U.S. and the USOC that the Boston situation turned out the way it did. Uh, you know, it's really an unprecedented situation. Um, you know, uh, Denver was awarded the uh, Winter Olympics back in the 70s, and they ended up, after they were awarded it by the IOC, giving it back. Um, but this is a... Uh, uh, this is this is a different kind of occurrence, and I I don't know that the USOC has ever been in this exact position before, where they've picked a city to be their candidate, and then decided, oh nope, eh, better not, <laughs> you know. So to reverse course on that is difficult. And to answer your question, all that's really happened today is that the USOC has has pulled back from Boston, but they haven't yet committed to. Uh, definitely to another city to bid, uh, and there's only seven weeks between now and September 15th, which is the deadline. So they've indicated they are going to uh, conduct a, a fast process to try to identify a replacement candidate, and I hope and expect that Los Angeles would be on their short list for that purpose, but the terms, you know, how that search is going to be conducted and the terms of it, you know, are not yet known. So that's why I said earlier that I, I deferred to the mayor's statement, which I think was, uh, you know, pretty clear. Okay. All right. Well, is there anything you want to add um, in terms of the Special Olympics? I know you've had a long day. Did you um, get to see any, I guess, highlights or uh, do you have a favorite story so far from the games? There have been a lot of things that have happened. I think it was, uh, uh, it was very moving for me to see uh, at the torch lighting the other night, when the torch was lit in the Coliseum, uh, you know, Rayford Johnson participating in that, uh, that final lighting of the torch, uh, mirroring the way he did it 31 years ago to open the Olympics. So, uh, you know, that would certainly be one highlight. Uh, I had the chance to give out some medals to some uh, event uh, winners today, uh, and so that was certainly, a, uh, you know, a personal highlight. Uh, and I would just encourage uh, people to uh, have, that have access to ESPN to watch their coverage because they really have taken uh, a shine to the Special Olympics movement, and they did a great job on the opening ceremony, and they're continuing to cover the event all week long. That was David Simon, president of the LA Sports Council, speaking with me on the scene at the 2015 Special Olympics World Games. Over 9,000 athletes from 165 countries are participating in the Games. Some 2,000 coaches and 30,000 volunteers are in the Southern California city this week for the event. The summer and winter editions of the Special Olympics World Games held every four years are the flagship events for the organization. Over 500,000 people are expected to come out to watch competition in L.A., which ends on August 2nd. Be sure to check into Around the Rings online on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I'm Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening.